Hello and welcome to a, a quick opinion piece from me regarding the aftermath of the European Super League. I am Dave Harris, Reading FC fan for over 30 years, season ticket holder for over 20. Um, so some of you have already may have already heard my, uh, my monologue at the beginning of episode 5 with um, Dave Lacey, um, who happens to be a Chelsea fan, incidentally, uh, which of course at the time of release... Um, uh, today was out of date so I just thought I'd bring you an up-to-date view and uh, basically what I think uh, needs to happen from now within the world of football. Um, key point about this podcast, um, it's about fans, it's about their memories, their experiences, their feelings, their relationships with fellow fans, their relationships with their clubs and the like. Um, it's born out of respect and mutual understanding of fans of all clubs, uh, even whether I like a particular club or not. I mean, I'm more than prepared to have a Swindon Oxford or a Aldershot fan on here, for example. Um, and if a European Super League was to ever get the go-ahead, um, it would ride roughshod over all of those experiences for the supporters of those clubs and completely disregard them. Um so what we've seen in the last five days is a complete disregard for the history of English and European football um, and a similar disregard for the fans of those six clubs whose historic raison d'etre has been the same as every other club in the English football pyramid um, and, of course, European football, which is to strive to be the best you can possibly be. But we've seen businessmen in the upper echelons of these clubs, the six clubs, and the 12 clubs, should I say, attempt to tread all over the history of earning your place at the top table as though they have a God-given right to remain there because they're at the top of their game at an arbitrary point in time. It's an unashamed power grab designed to maintain the status quo and ensure these clubs never ensure the ignominy of losing their status and fighting their way to the top again. Now, I'm sure clubs such as Manchester United, supporters of clubs like Manchester United and Manchester City and Spurs... Um, who in living memory have suffered relegation. Of course, City famously went down to Division 2, as it was um, in um, 1998, alongside my club. Um, that strikes me as just absolutely barking mad. Um, but irrespective of whether the crimes committed are at boardroom or field of play, Everyone that's employed within a football club represents that club's values, that club's wishes. And we're now seeing the other 14 Premier League boardrooms suggest that sporting sanctions are not on because it punishes fans and players. Now, I've seen it written plenty of times and I can only echo the sentiment of Portsmouth fans, Wigan fans, Bury fans um, and all of the other clubs, Luton fans, all of the other clubs who have been heavily punished for what essentially amounts to actions within a boardroom with their financial issues. Um, no thought has been given to fans and players there. So, again, this just strikes me as complete anathema to, um, to what should go on. So, my feeling is bad luck. For all the merits of fan power in the last few days, the six clubs need to be sanctioned appropriately and set a never-again precedent. You need to remove their rights to attend strategic boards, 
which ensures they cannot drive the direction of football in a way that is beneficial to them over and above the football pyramid. You need to hit them with massive fines and implement a transfer embargo and issue them with a huge points deduction. And most of all, what we need to do is introduce the 50 plus 1 regulation similar to German clubs and ensure appropriate supporter representation is maintained at boardroom level. Now, of course, the 50 plus 1 isn't, um, isn't absolutely perfect, as we see with clubs like um, RB Leipzig and Hoffenheim. Um, but the majority of clubs in Germany, um, they abide by the spirit of the regulation. And most clubs are wholly supporter-owned. There are a couple of notable exceptions, like Wolfsburg and uh, Bayer Leverkusen who historically have been um, uh, company clubs with Volkswagen and Bayer. Um, but the majority of clubs abide by the regulations and we need to see something in this country similar. And now is the time to do it. But most of all, um, if the status quo is maintained, we know that these clubs will try to do anything they can to gain a bigger slice of the pie. For all J.W. Henry's visible sincerity, for example, in his message to Liverpool fans, you cannot ignore the fact that he has backed down on numerous occasions while custodian of Liverpool Football Club over extortionate ticket prices, furloughed staff, Project Big Picture, to name but three. And the driving force behind all of these actions is money. So while all 12 clubs are inv involved share equal blame, I came after Liverpool and continue to come after Liverpool in particular in my monologue because unlike Levy at Spurs, Crunky at Arsenal, the Glazers at United, etc. The guys at Liverpool present themselves as self-aware, conscionable owners who listen to fans. And yet, like a snake in the grass, they were prepared to ride roughshod over any supporter sentiment to get more money. It's only a matter of time until they do it again. The clock, the top, the clock is ticking. And this is why they, alongside the other billionaire owners, need to be ousted in, in favour of owners who understand the culture of a club, but also understand and do not ride roughshod over the history of the competition that that club competes in. Furthermore, Florentino Perez insists that it is in football's interests to allow these big clubs to have the money so essentially they can decide where it goes and trickle it down in transfer fees. I mean, who's he trying to kid? It's quite frankly bollocks. What divine right do Real Madrid have to control the distribution of wealth across Europe? At the end of the day, they are just one club. It's far better to have a better socialised wealth distribution to ensure clubs get their fair share for representation at a specific level and ensure a more level playing field unlike the one we see in Spain. And incidentally, how disappointing was it for Atletico Madrid to break into the Barcelona-Real Madrid duopoly only to then sell out alongside them? Uh, laughable. And some of you listening to me, you may be questioning my sentiment, given who I support. As I said before, I'm a Reading fan. And I think it's fairly well known that um, we also have billionaire owners. But trust me, I'd want Dai Yong and Dai Zhu Li to be ousted just as much if they did the same thing as the six clubs have done. I already have deep-seated reservations against our financial strategy that appears to push the financial regulations, but club finances are a slightly different issue. Um, 
And I think we need to see some reform of the FFP regulations to somehow allow owners to invest one-off sums of money on, for example, transfer fees, but not saddle the club they own with ongoing liabilities um, that they cannot afford within their turnover. I maintain and remain vindicated in my stance that football is a socialist game in a capitalist world, and the sooner fans of larger clubs unite for the good of football, rather than riding the self-interested gravy train at the expense of other clubs, the better. I urge all fans to join the Football Supporters Association and help with this. The FSA is free to join, but the strength remains in numbers. The more numbers they have behind them, actively supporting them, the more powerful they can be and the more they can influence and do influence for the betterment of football and take some of the power away from the individual club boardrooms. If you got this far, thank you for listening. Uh, episode 6 out Thursday, 29th of April. Thanks a lot.